It's the Bruce St. James Show right here on 890 WLS. So when you talk about Chicago to non-Chicago, okay, so you're at, you, you're talking to the average person who lives around the country. You throw like that word association game with them. Okay, I'm going to say a word. You throw me back what you go. Chicago. They go, uh, you know, windy. Uh, okay, good, right? Uh, all the politicians go to jail. Yes, also. <laughs> Apparently, being an elected official in Chicago is just training for prison. It is, it is, it is like the minor leagues of you, you start here and then you work your way up to literally being behind bars. Why do we say that? Because will the last unindicted alderman please turn the lights out? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's face it. Because I love my Chicago. There's a lot of cities that are like that. We happen to maybe be among the, yeah, the we're, worst. We're breaking the but, curve yeah, here, okay? We, okay, first of all, we have more aldermen, okay? Maybe that is it just a matter of... It's a, that's all it's what it is. It's a numbers game. Okay, it's a numbers game. game. And the numbers <laughs> game right now is, you know, two aldermen indicted. Well, one alderman, one former alderman. But, uh, yeah, we're just hearing but that's that. Just the, that's just yesterday. Uh, okay, we have Bruce, other ones. what's your point? That We have <laughs> other ones that are under various phases of investigation, yeah. indictment, or getting ready to pack their bags for the hoose cow. All right, let me put it this way. Yeah. There's always an investigation, an ongoing investigation. Well, doesn't that say something? Always. So what's the latest? Yes. So um, Alderman uh, Patrick Daly-Thompson, yes, he is the nephew of Mayor Daly, the grandson of the... Elder Mayor Daly. Okay, so I, 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 I recognize that Daly name. Yeah. Can I ask a semi-serious question? I don't know if it's um, if we all know, why is his last name hyphenated, Daly Thompson? Well, I, probably to make the if, point that he's a Daly. Exactly. <laughs> if you were a Daly, I think you'd want that to be your name. They should, I wish my you know he's wishing his first you, name you, was Daly. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, yeah. I'm like you don't hear that with guys A and B. If his last name is Thompson, he... Okay. I don't know that it's even... High. Maybe it's his middle name. Here's okay. the thing. It's not just <laughs> for Daily. him, Nick, right? <laughs> we, if we know his name, he's the mayor's nephew, we're going to say that name, too. Every right. time we say his name, we're going to make a point of saying he's right. a daily. He's so, a daily. Yeah. Okay. He wins and loses. I was going to say, because it does mm-hmm. come with some baggage, does it not? Yeah. The daily name? Right. It helped get him elected, I'm assuming, which is why he inserted it into his name. Well, then he has Thompson, sure. which he could have been, a, you know, related to the governor. You never know. Could be. Yeah. You want to probably put that on your resume. So he um, is accused of filing a false tax return. Who amongst us? And that he lied to the feds oh, yeah. um, about nearly $200,000 in loans and payments from a Bridgeport bank. People now, in glass trailers shouldn't throw stones. Listen, he attributes it to inadvertent errors. And an incorrect memory. <laughs> I have had hmm. an incorrect memory when have, I have filled out my taxes. Have I you mean, ever incorrectly remembered two hundred grand that there was given to you? Yeah, it's it's possible. Yeah. So the, the the details of it, at least from the indictment side. So we have to acknowledge that uh, Mr. Daly Thompson, Alderman Daly Thompson. Uh, let me. Uh, I'll paraphrase. Vigorously denies the charges. <laughs> Eagerly looking forward to my day in court to He's clear my name. He's very disappointed right? by the Justice very Department's disappointed, decision as well he should be. Allegedly, he received about $200,000 in loans from the now defunct 
Washington Federal Bank, which was shut down years ago. Why is the bank shut down? Probably because they were giving out loans to people like Daley Thompson with no expectation they were being paid back. And here's the kicker. This is always like they get you on taxes, like the Al Capone thing. Yeah. Allegedly, I have to keep, we're not even at criminal today yet. Allegedly, Mr. Alderman Daley Thompson was given these loans. So imagine the bank calls them and goes, hey, you want 200 grand? You're like, yeah, I really don't, you know, that's going to be a pretty hefty you to pay it back. Don't worry about paying it back. Really? You're just going to give me 200 grand? Yeah, you know. You seem like a nice guy. Okay, good. So here's my 200 grand. Well, what would the payments be on 200 grand? Oh, they'd be X amount, whatever, and you got to pay this back. No problem. But don't pay us back. Okay. But he deducted the interest off of his taxes for the loan that he wasn't paying back. <laughs> well, in all fairness, he apparently did pay back one payment. <laughs> well, I tried. Yeah, I mean, it was on his mind. How many of you have stopped making payment on a loan and the bank went, eh, it's okay. Yeah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you probably don't have it sitting around. No problemos. Don't worry about it. All right, so he's just one of them. Uh, so Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson indicted facing charges for allegedly receiving monies from a bank, not repaying the money, but deducting the interest on those payments off of his taxes. But wait, there's more. Former Alderman Munoz also got a knock on the door from guys in suits wearing sunglasses, holding Uh, indictments, right? Yeah, and his probably people can understand a little bit better. Okay. He just spent money, political money, campaign cash. Sure. On uh, sports tickets, travels, meals, personal items. As we all do. Like at a suburban lover's lane. I don't know how much you can spend there, but... Apparently apparently enough. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, he's charged with um, 15 counts of wire fraud and one count of money laundering. <laughs> the feds, they just don't mess say, around. They just don't. Do Lover's Lane, uh, money laundering. Do, do, so there has to be like a department. An alderman department? Well, but, but that's my point. So you're in, you're in D.C. or Quantico, Virginia, where FBI headquarters is. Been there. And and there is like an entire floor of people mm-hmm. that like investigate political crimes. But 90% of that floor does nothing but fly to Chicago. Like all they do, like, okay, we're investigating political crimes. Like Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. It's like duck, duck, goose. I yeah, think no when, problem. When I was at Quantico, I passed that room. They were all laughing. They're just giggling. <laughs> Look at this they're idiot. Like, oh, these guys that, really uh, think they're going to get away with exactly. this. Exactly. Yep. Seriously. You, well, they know it's like shooting fish in a barrel. We've right? had over 30 right. aldermen over the years. It is, the, it is to, a prison pipeline. Yeah. 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 It is absolutely the prison now, pipeline. Now, we do have 50 aldermen. You know, let's think of most towns. They don't have they that have, big a yeah. city council uh, but, or well, board cities or do, of course, the bigger yeah. cities, but not towns. Yeah, they have just a little, bo- you know, a little board, a couple of people on it. But, right. I mean, it's a lot more, but it, no excuse. No, because at some point, again, with the 30 plus since, since I, would say, I saw that statistic, Nick, since like mid-70s or whatever, 30 right. some odd. Aldermen have been indicted, convicted, gone to jail, et cetera, whatever it might be. Um, there is an expectation that you run for office and very soon after being elected, you immediately start breaking the law. I mean, how else am I? Because if you looked at it even percentage wise and proportionally, it doesn't match up well, to why other st- places. Why stop there? We've had 
how many governors go to jail. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, well, that's said too. At one point, <sighs> and again, from the outside, this is me sitting in my, uh, 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 you know, sitting in Arizona with my feet up going. Well, what do you really care about when you think about Chicago? Because I can tell you. Well, no, but they I don't really this. say the corruption. You know who they bring up mostly? You brought him up earlier. Al Capone. Al Capone, yeah. And it all goes back to him, and we're just being Al Capone still. So at one point, though, the statistic was there were more governors from Illinois just in, up there. in jail than there were ex-governors alive. <sighs> <laughs> How sad is that? The majority of governors were incarcerated. Yeah, the ones breathing were breathing in jail. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it does say something, and and you know, I, I mean, help me understand. And and Mayor Lightfoot, I'm going to bring this back to her, kind of ran on an anti-corruption thing. You can make an argument she got elected because oh, yeah. of some of the some of the other candidates with these allegations or or the Not cloud. Even allegations, I, I, right? I'm being nice. Just, no, uh, just know. just because they are the machine. They were, you know, right. they've been in politics too long. She was the breath of fresh air, the reformer. We haven't had any allegations. She's been clean no, so far, right? No allegations against her. Then again. Then again. I like to when just think sometimes our politicians here in the city, they're just creative. And sometimes it gets them in Creatively trouble. accounting. Right? They're creative just, taxes. You know. Creative use of campaign dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just trying new things. And oh. Sometimes they that make was mistakes. against the law. Who knew? <laughs> you know what? There are too many laws these days. That's the problem. Did anyone pro- die? No. Okay. Uh, so come on. Okay. So that's the new standard. And at least an alderman doesn't kill somebody. And then, uh, I mean, I don't mean to throw stones again and bring up old things. Is it where are we at with Burke? Isn't that <sighs> just a walking die, indictment? He's going to die. Isn't that just a walking yeah. series of indictments? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Here's the issue now. What what does all this tell you? They they have too much power. That's the issue with aldermen. Now, on the one hand, it but works. They can be bribed. It works like, for you know, us, yeah, the yeah. constituents, because believe me, when you need something, you you don't call, you want your alderman you don't on call the call take. Comet okay. or yeah, or the city. You call your alderman. <laughs> okay. I need this done. Really? This, you know, I need the streetlight fixed. I, whatever it is, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Your alderman gets it done. So they have a Alderman lot of power. Aldermen have their own budgets. Budgets, yeah. Each alderman has their own a la carte budget yeah, that they can use on incredible. what they want. Oh, That's no why good. some streets don't get paved in some neighborhoods because Alderman says, nah, not this yeah. year. But we're going to pave this one over here. Yeah. Right. They get to pick and choose that stuff. Wow. Who gets plowed first? Oh, there right. is Burke. How about Burke? When we have the worst snow storms. How's his street oh, yeah. look? Oh, beautiful. It, uh, it's, like a, it's like a cul-de-sac. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's got hilarious. like three plows that do nothing yeah. but just drive up and down in front of his house at all times. So again, and you can track the plow. That's you get, the funny part. You get yeah. more than an eighth of an inch, and uh, yeah, yeah they're out there. He's usually standing out there doing the whole. I heard uh, I heard uh, Nick speak about this earlier. If you were paying attention to the NFL draft last night, there was some drama. The Bears did they fundamentally? Fundamentally changed the team last night, but the Bears made some draft day trades. And in maybe a bit of a, hopefully it's not a repeat. Hopefully it's not history repeating itself, but trading, trading up to get a quarterback. When's the last time the Bears did that? Ah, oh, Mitch Trubisky. The biscuit. The biscuit. They, 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 the argument was, 
at the time, did they give away too much? For too little. To, 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 to reach up and get Mitch Trubisky. In hindsight, you would say, doy, yeah. Well, they did it again yesterday. They but kind you of never know how it's going to go. Exactly. Right? They kind it's... of mortgage the future, right. reaching up to get Justin Fields. Yeah, I was Ohio, surprised they Ohio gave Cooper. up their fourth, whatever, level bid for next time but they gave away future draft picks yeah yeah, yeah. so but we so, need a quarterback so i can see why they did that well, right they already had two uh really what are their a, names including a Andy super bowl Dalton. including a super bowl winning oh. quarterback who's on the on the on the squad nick Foles. nick Foles. all oh, right so From the university so of Arizona, why did we need another who now who is he going to start this new quarterback well that, now, therein lies the rub right <laughs> <laughs> because we uh, uh we the bears I don't want to associate myself with him quite quickly. Yeah, <laughs> the Bears um, signed Andy Dalton, former Bengals and Cowboys back. He was backup quarterback at the Cowboys. What do they call him? Like the Red Rocket or something? Yeah, big, yeah, because <laughs> he's red hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, gee, I thought it was because he could throw well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he might be listening, and he's tall. Hi, Andy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Another thing, I didn't know you good, had to be so Texan. tall to it's be a It's important quarter... to be tall in My Texas. My gosh. Uh, so Andy Dalton says, when they signed me, they told me I was a starter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be a lot of pressure. When you draft a quarterback in the first round, like they did with Justin Fields yesterday, that's when like the fans are all wearing his jersey and uh, you know and and they're chanting his name when the Bears are down by three touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of pressure when your backup quarterback sucks. There's no pressure oh, on the right. on the lead quarterback, <laughs> right? Because it's not like you're chanting bring in whatever the hell his name right. is, right? Nobody right. knows who they are. All they do is like carry a clipboard and they wear a visor on the sideline. No, 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 but no, that's no. how they do it, right? That's how the teams generally do it, or is it the if, opposite? If you have a good backup quarterback, now it remains to be seen if Justin Fields, if they justified reaching for a quarterback, right. is he the guy? Is he? the next Patrick Mahomes or is he the next Mitch Trubisky? So Andy. Yeah. I mean, he's got our a new no, quarterback. Our new quarterback. It just point. got a little hot. Yeah. Under his he's seat. just, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just it's... got a little warm. Now here's an interesting thing. If you, if you want to learn more about the bears, new quarterback, allow me to give you something to binge watch over the weekend. So there was a, a, a Netflix series, a show. Uh, it goes back to, 2017, I want to say. You can find it easily by searching QB1. Letter Q, letter B. Mm -hmm. QB1. And what QB1 is, is it was a a series. They did three or four years of it. Where they followed high school quarterbacks. High school seniors, like their final year in high school, who were being recruited by big colleges. Justin Fields was one of them. Oh, interesting. He was in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. Don't know where that is. He was a very good high school quarterback to the point that he was uh, uh, recruited by the University of Georgia. Uh, he was he was being recruited by every college. And, you know, they kind of show that, you know, the mail comes and you get you look at the return address of every college on the planet is sending him letters and, you know, trying to call him all the time. Uh, he ended up transferring to Ohio State. But you can see him as a high schooler. 
which I thought was, I mean, shout out to that show. I mean, how lucky did you get? You yeah, know, you, you, you literally well, got maybe a guy. they should be on the Bears recruiting maybe team. Maybe they absolutely they should be, be, be the should ones be doing picking the NFL draft. quarterbacks of the future, yeah. right? I, yeah. This show did a good job of it. Uh, but it, it was interesting because when I, I remember seeing his name pop up and then he's playing in college, I go, how do I know that guy? I see his picture. I go, oh, I watched the documentary on him in high school. So you can watch that. And in my head, I'm thinking all of these kids last night. Kids, they weren't they all good in in high school? Weren't they all? I mean, they don't just become right. Except for Michael Jordan, who we know was not that great. He was. He was a number three pick overall. Yeah, but I mean, he became the greatest basketball player of all time. But being being a top pick also doesn't mean you're going to be a great player. Can everything change in college? Is that what happens? It can change in the pros. What 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 round was Tom Brady drafted in? Six was he sixth rounder? Six rounder? Oh yeah, no, he that's where he belongs. I knew it. I knew an he was a loser. And in, at the University of Michigan, I mean, he didn't light the world on fire. As as a, a QB, who was our quarterback from Eastern Illinois? He, he became a good quarterback. He's very good looking. Tony, the good looking guy. Tony Romo was it? Was he from Eastern Illinois? Yes, he went to Eastern. He went to Eastern Illinois University. I'll take your word for it. Hmm. Um. The reality is, is that very few of them ever become. What is, what is the statistic? She's a point zero zero three percent of. You know what though? Kids my kid, my league. kid yeah, could be minuscule. that point zero zero three. My kid could be that. That's what everybody thinks. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. But we if you want to, if you want to learn more about Justin Fields, seriously, watch QB one this weekend and see what he was like as a high schooler. Because you know what, you you get you seeing a seventeen year old kid. But you, but here's what I, I would say I think bodes well in his favor. I realize it's quote-unquote reality TV, and you maybe act differently when there's a camera pointed at you. I'll acknowledge that. But a lot of this is kind of behind the scenes. They're just following him, and he's mic'd up on the field. He's a leader. Yeah. Even in high school, he was I was just about to ask kids. about his character. He, was, he, he, had, he had a quote-unquote good family. He had some discipline at home. Um... He wasn't a screw-up because on this show, some of the kids are screw-ups. Let's get one thing straight. When you're told you're the QB and the big man on campus in high school, some of it goes to their head. He's got some swagger. He believes he's a good quarterback. But it it, it comes across, my my impression of QB1, he's a decent person as well. Nice. And and so that leadership quality, I think, is a necessity these days in the NFL, certainly with quarterbacks. you got to have that. Right. So the Bears. Uh, so I should get my uh, jersey. Get now. your jersey now. Okay. Do we know what number? I don't know what number he's going to wear. Hmm. It's a good name, though. Justin Fields yes. sounds like a quarterback to oh, you. Yeah. Okay. They well, all look. had great names, and they were all so <laughs> good looking. I'm sorry, but that's what Handsome I look at. Handsome and good looking. They were well dressed and well spoken. Well, part of, but that's part of the deal these days. And were because they crying? Were a lot of them kind of like... Some of them cry. Well, like, you just hit the lottery. They knew where they were going. I mean, right? you, 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 yeah. you, you, you get drafted in the first round, you know? I mean, you're like, yay, I get to meet my gold. Jeez, Louise, I'm buying a Bentley. <laughs> get a Bentley tomorrow. I would be crying if I was the family around him. They're yeah. Like, yay. Well, I mean, it's a big we're deal. We're all rich. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it is. A, it's, it's a big deal. a lifelong dream. So, uh, uh, yeah, the Bears have a QB, although it's unclear. So here's the here's the bet. We ought to make this bet. So the season doesn't start until September, right? So we got a little time. How many games before Justin Fields starts? Mm. 
Would he play the preseason? Would they put him? Yeah. In? Oh yeah, okay. he'll play snaps. So we'll get some. You'll get to see we'll what he see looks what like. He's oh, absolutely. Got, yeah. He'll get he'll get reps and snaps in preseason. I'm gonna absolutely. say I'm gonna say halfway through the season. You going with like eight, yeah. eight yeah. games? I in? think we're gonna give him some time. Now, now, yeah. So <laughs> let's presume. So okay. Yeah. I'm so ready. then what happened? So now we have three quarterbacks. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get rid of you get rid of Foles. So Foles goes. Yeah. They're not keeping three like that. And he's under contract? See, this is where I'm getting... I think you, know, you trade him. Trade him, okay. I think for we, like an offensive line, right, which we also need. For an entire crazy. offensive yeah, line. Yeah, which Mark yeah. Tier told dear, us we need. <laughs> dear Kansas City, we'll give you Nick Foles for your entire offensive line. I think they're going to they're gonna hang up the phone on you, Judy. This is the way okay? to go. Get That's the whole line. Don't works. go picking. Will the last unindicted alderman please turn out the lights? The latest in it, Daily Thompson, Munoz, indicted yesterday, of course, claiming innocence. What a shocking development. Yesterday, though, also speaking of said alderman, whether you're uh, indicted or not, you still get to show up for the meetings. And uh, the Chicago is debating, and it passed through a preliminary committee, I a guess. A key committee. Key committee. Yes. To change the name of Lakeshore Drive? <sighs> I'm so not in favor of this. Yeah, right? You... There's a song about Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> it just puts me in a mood. Yeah. A good mood. Okay. Okay. He's getting stoned. Yeah. Driving up and down yeah. the drive. That's right. He's got a good beat. I can dance to it. Pretty I'll give it a 60 dick. Right, my hometown. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be a little hard to change the lyrics. It's, it's to, like the isn't definition it? of iconic. Yeah. Lake Shore Drive. Without a doubt. Well, so the question is, what are we going to change the name to, and what rhymes with disable? Because it's going to be hard to work that into a song, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because the word is, and the idea is, to honor Jean-Baptiste Point de Sable by renaming like Shore Drive. And no one's going to call it that in that voice. Never. 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 So, Lakeshore Drive is iconic. Besides the fact that it is amazingly descriptive of exactly what the road is, it's a drive yeah. that goes along the lakeshore. At, le- <laughs> at, least they, at least they don't have Lakeshore Drive like in DeCoin. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, what lake are you talking about? Like, at least it is an accurate description of the road. It's also one of those roads. It's like, what would you compare it to? Rodeo Drive. Rodeo Drive, uh, yeah, uh, perfect. Uh, 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 Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Fifth Avenue. You, you know, the, like one of these, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's you a, can't change it. You can't it change the It is what it name. is. It was born that way. A scenic byway. <sighs> yeah, it's, you know what? It's kind of difficult sometimes to drive Lakeshore Drive when it's a beautiful day out. I, like, Why is everybody just... You can't stop looking at the lake. It's oh, okay. so gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, oh. it is a beautiful, winding Wonderful. And you've got the lake on one side, you've got the city on the other. Yeah, but, the, and, but this gorgeous. isn't like, you know, Lakeshore is racist. No, it, 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 you know, it's not like you need to change the name. 
Well, neither was the Sears Tower. It wasn't racist. Well, that has to do with no. I know money. I know. I know. Yeah, but I'm just saying money. they're changing iconic Sox things. Park, yeah. Comiskey, well, it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean because obviously it's public. That's why they can do it. Here's the thing. Yeah, but we didn't sell John... it to somebody. We're not gonna. We're not gonna call it the Home Depot Drive. Oh, you that know? would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. You know what? So, I would naming, be for that. Naming rights Don't. for yeah. sure. Bite your tongue because Don't if they offered ideas? enough money, yeah, and they might. Yeah. Traffic on Gu- a guaranteed rate field. Yeah. Drive. I mean, you're going to guaranteed tonight? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Traffic so- backing up on the guaranteed. <laughs> no, You've just, just no. given him an- Yep, we gave him an idea. Yep. Now, Dusabo, yes, great guy. Great he, guy. He, he did. He, guy. he is. He deserves to be honored. No, he's he, he founded Chicago. He did. We know that. There's lots of things the that thing. are named after yes, him. Yes, a school, a okay. museum. Oh, that's a nice. harbor. Our entire harbor. A park. A park. A bridge. A bridge, for God's sake. And I am even okay with putting his, uh, his name on a street sign up next to Lakeshore Drive. You want to do honorary. Okay. That's fine. But you can't rename it. No. It's, it's, no. It's ridiculous, isn't it's, it? It is ridiculous. Of all the, by the way, the only other street. In Chicago, that I would say you don't rename is Michigan. Michigan Avenue, yeah. Right. right. Those right. would be or the State two. Street. State or State Street, Street. Oh, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for me, though, I put State on a lower a level down from that. No, Lake Lake Shore Shore Drive is and at Michigan are, are, you know, you can point to them on a map. People who don't know hardly anything about it go, oh, yeah, yeah. Lake Shore, oh, yeah, of course. I. Not just because but, of the This song. is sailing through the, well, I shouldn't say sailing through. They, sailing had, through. they had a rough committee meeting. Define rough. There was some swearing involved. I love when yeah. they're swearing. Here's the thing. Not Can only we do we have, we don't have Lakeshore. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. We don't have like only Lakeshore Drive to deal with. We have the Inner Drive. Maybe something unique to Chicago. Next to Lakeshore Drive is like an access. They call I've these access that. roads next to highways. Sometimes right. it runs it's called the Inner Drive, and it has traffic lights and if on you ramps change and that, yeah. You have to change thousands of addresses. Oh wow! I hadn't even thought yeah. of that. And quite frankly, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather see that be called DuSable Drive than the main Lakeshore Drive. Okay, but think about this from a logistics well, but, point. But, 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 but it would be a nightmare. From from a a you live on Lakeshore. Is your at you have a Lakeshore Drive address? That's kind of on the ritzy. inner yeah. on the inner but, Lakeshore but, but, Drive, right? They change exactly. the name, and you're like, no, that does that's not DuSable is not as sorry. It just doesn't carry. Maybe in a hundred years it will, but it's like no, you can't change the name of my address. I want it Lakeshore. And first no. of all, is it going to be called Jean Baptiste? I think there's a point in there yeah, somewhere. Point to something. Point to sub. You have to. You have to, to read write it. On By an the time you say it, people <laughs> the, the, are the don't JBPD. even know where it is. <laughs> yeah. You know We're what? We're going to already have the yeah. It'll just start being called the drive. It's, it'll just be ah, reduced the to the D. drive. Double D. There you go. Dusable Drive. I like Dusable. double Ds. I mean, Dusable Drive doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> and but... then everybody outside will call it Dusable, and then you'll have to correct uh, them for that, right? They're not going to yeah, default yeah. to Dusab. Yeah. Right. No, they'll call it Dusable. Yeah. Like Soldier's Field. Then it'll just be, at some point, Big Deuce. The Deuce! <laughs> the Deuce! <laughs> You're making, here's the problem, Jimmy. You're making it You're worse, making, yeah. yeah. You're digging a hole. Okay? You're taking on the deuce. Today was a little rough. Deuce. Well, yeah, so the next meeting should be interesting. Um, Well, it requires, it goes before the full council. There will be, uh, next month, there will be a vote on this. Like, we are, this isn't like maybe or someday. 
Like, it's already come out of committee, and the full city council will be voting on whether to change the name of Lakeshore Drive. And, I mean, if he had nothing named for him, I, you would I know argument. who he is. Yeah, put they'd have another argument. statue. And actually, all for, how about this? Another statue instead. Yeah. Not, he's a school, a museum, a harbor, a park, a bridge. It's not I mean, like you're not yeah. honoring him. It's not like you're right. not acknowledging the contribution to the city of Chicago. Why the hell name that street? Like, sure, I would even say Millennial Park, which I hate saying because it's a millennial, Millennium Park, Millennium Park. Look, I said it wrong. Yeah. Call that DeSabo Park. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. You got no issue with yeah, that. Yeah, there are some things that, you know, and no, that's mo- huge. No Millennium are going to be upset by it. I, and I don't exactly. understand why they're... I, Maybe there's a reason behind Lakeshore Drive. There's something about it that screams out that it needs to be called DuSable Drive. I don't no, know. No, there is nothing in about history, it. Something that no. may, the first road built in. I don't know. Yeah. I, or is it just what? Randomly? Let's just do Lakeshore Drive. Wasn't that how a lot of roads came about? You know, it's it's like, you know, uh, uh, Bridge Street. Why? What's well, the one that went over the bridge? Okay. Remember. <laughs> Lakeshore. What do you call yeah. that one over there? The one that runs along Lakeshore. Let's call it Lakeshore. <laughs> I mean, that's how, like, they all started back yeah. in the but day. Remember, right? we do have the Kennedy. We do have the Eisenhower. Um, the Reagan, the Ryan, the Ryan, the Reagan. Yeah, I mean they Adams. all are. Yeah, the Adams, Jane Adams, the Jane Byrne. So here's something. Can I just throw this in there? Give him a highlight. When when, when they get around to naming a, a freeway after me, okay. I don't. I don't want it. Oh come on. Here's why. When you hear about the Ryan. It's never good. Oh, yeah. yeah that's when you hear about the Ike, it's, uh, nobody goes, oh, what a great president Eisenhower was. They're like, the traffic sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, 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 up, tanner, roads it tarnishes are bad. your name. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with bad traffic. St. James is a Do parking not. lot today. So you're oh, hearing it from crap. me. Save this audio. So 100 years from now, the city council's naming roads. I don't want to be named after yeah, roads. You people would be calling you Brucifer for sure. There's no doubt. On the Brucifer. On the Brucifer again. Traffic's backed, backed up. up. Son of a son of <laughs> The hovercraft or whatever. The electric hover <laughs> machines are. Anyway. Speaking of that, maybe I'll live long enough to see that. Ooh. Do you know how long? What's the oldest someone's lived? 122 years. I think oh. it's like the Guinness would go. You live to be 122 years old. What do you live questions. all your children and your Grandkids? Do you want to live to be 122? Call it advancements in medicine. You know, I guess we're not dropping dead of dysentery at 30 anymore, you know, on the Oregon Trail. You know, I mean, we're living long. Yeah. Isn't that every human's goal to live long as long as they can, right? You, well, I get, but, you know, wanting to and being able to are two different things. Uh, and, uh, I hear most of it is advancements in medicine. Right. But there's some things going on or environments or whatever saber-toothed tigers aren't killing people at nearly the same rate they used to be. <laughs> but um, let me give you an example of that, okay? So we have to go back in the way, way back machine to 1990. How many years ago was that? 31. 21? <laughs> this is why we don't do math. It's a lot 31. of years. 1990. 31 years ago, the United Nations said there were about 95,000 people on the planet who are 100 years or older. Wow. 95,000. 2015. Six years ago. Sorry. <laughs> I could have done that one. I was just watching your head going. <laughs> like hurts. I don't, I, don't know, I don't appreciate that. His brain hurts. <laughs> so 95,000 in 1990. 2015, 450,000 wow. people 100 years or older. 
by 2100. Predicting into the future, they're saying there'll be 25 million. Oh, my gosh. Social Security is really going to be That's what I said. That was my first reaction. So there's a couple, but that's part of it. That's going bust for sure. We are living longer. On average, humans, man, we are living longer. We aren't set up for that. We don't have a society set up for that. We don't have a society set up for 110-year-old people. A lot of them because... Even if you can live that long, there still is an acknowledgement that you're going to need a little help along the way. Right. Right? That, I mean, I'm looking, my I mean, mom, right? I'm, you know, right. We're, we're, we're talking we- about, my mom's only in her 80s, and we're like, okay, we're getting to the point where, you know, mom might right. need some help and might need to move into one of these places. I was just going to well, mention the- One uh, of these places for what, 25 years? Exactly. These <laughs> assisted living homes, people were there forever now. Right. It's supposed to be like the transition place, well, but- then, okay, so if that's the thing, can you afford it? Yeah, that's Who's paying thing. for this? For 40 years. Am I years. paying for this? You are paying for, for it, Bruce. So I Wait would start saving. Really? Because here's the thing. They'll take everything you have first. Ouch. Well, everything your mom has, I should say. Before you can even get to that, you know, Medicare or Medicaid part. It's it's a racket. But can it's you see a this very, bubble? very expensive Can, you, can we talk about bubbles in the stock? But this is a genuine one. If people are living longer... They're going to be outliving any savings, retirement. They're going to be relying on things like Social Security, which was never meant to pay 90-year-olds. Remember what we used to do when our parents got old? They moved in with you. I thought you were going to say take them out back. <laughs> well, okay. That was before, before. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, no. They, you know, Oops. that's the thing. People took care of their elderly parents and grandparents. That's... Society was there, but also they weren't living to 100. Right. Exactly. They were seventy a few and they years. Were, they were like, "Not going to make it by transfer." We'll take him in for a year. Right. Can you imagine forty years. I I've always looked at it this way, and I will acknowledge that not everyone thinks like I do. I think it's your fault. It's a problem, but I'll acknowledge it. I've 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 had people in my life and friends who struck me as they were trying to preserve themselves. To see how long they could last. And I would ask them, my standard joke line or whatever, I go, What are you what are you saving yourself for? What is your goal? Is your goal ninety-five in a rocking chair? Like what are you what are you trying to get to? We don't because think about you've, that. You've led your life wrapped in bubble wrap, avoiding risk and all this. I go, Well, so you're gonna get to ninety-five, you're not gonna have one cool story to tell about anything you did. Except that you exercised every day and ate right. But I'm like, no, no, no. And I said, so it's a it's a it's a philosophy. I race cars. I do dangerous stuff on the reg. Yeah. I'm trying to live a lot. I'm not necessarily trying to live long. Well, but you're 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 the extreme. Because yeah, but you I'm not that. gonna yeah, but I I don't. You're right. I don't. What's I'm not the gonna hundred. But are you so every time you do something dangerous? Every time you I'm do something dangerous, time. you're okay with the Absolutely. fact that you might die. Absolutely. I'm you're racing. Like, I'm, I'm racing good. tomorrow night. Racing's dangerous. I'm okay with that. I may not come back Monday. And maybe it's maybe you know what? Um, this is this is not in the wood. This is yeah, linoleum. Forward, it's not right. worrying working. I'm I'm screwed. We no, will miss I, you for no, you uh, maybe a day. A day. Maybe, yeah, a show. Maybe. But maybe day. you know what too? I think a lot of, in my case it's kids. 
I'm always thinking about my kids. But if you live to be 122, there's a good chance you'll outlive your kids also. Right, exactly, which I then I would have to kill myself because, yeah, I can't go before my kids. I mean, my kids can't go before me. That would be awful. But my point being, I think in the back of, as a mother, uh-huh. if I was single, maybe I would be a little bit more reckless. But I'm always, and I probably shouldn't even be thinking about my kids that much because they certainly aren't thinking about me. Ouch. But it's always in the back of my so head. So for the parents in the room here, Cheese and Judy. Do you worry about being a burden to your kids if you live to be 100 years old? Absolutely (laughs) not. I took care of those. You little, so you're fine Mm, with, okay. As a matter of fact, at my age, I'm I'm starting to drop the hints already. Well, you know, when I run out of money. Better have a mother-in-law suite ready at the new house. Yeah, that house isn't big enough for me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm already, you know, making the inroads. Oh, yeah. To being a burden on your children because you've outlived any retirement, you've outlived, and you, you can't l- survive on Social Security? All right, let's be upfront about how this works. Let's be upfront. You're, the kids are going to take everything I have, first of all. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, like they always do. Yeah, that's how it works. Like they always do. Yeah, like they always, it, that's not, well, maybe that's how it always was. You know, you pass it down. You're, they're probably already looking like a lot of them, you know, are asking me a lot of them. I have three. Now, what do you? Well, who's on? What's your? Who's your beneficiary there? What do you got Whoa, in the bank? Yes. What do you? You know? Yeah. Really? Okay. You well, need to just ask. You need to like make them start your car. You know, like Judy. I, I Judy. Judy. Yeah. Big surprise for them. Okay. Yeah. Dude, take Tom Selleck's advice. Tom get yourself Selleck. a reverse mortgage. Oh. Not his first and when you die, they'll get nothing. Not a. But zip. Nick, that's Zilch. a that's a good point. I I will do that. I will do the Bruce way on this. I am going to. Use my money to do what I've always wanted. You know, I'm going to retire like I've always wanted. And then they can, I'm going to make sure it's not stupid, you know, Mm. and then they can have what I, what's left. The Bruce way is stupid. Let's get that out of the way. If I buy a beach house, (laughs) I'm I'm telling you all the time, if I buy a beach house, then you can have that one day. Okay. As long as everyone takes care of Kaylee, my daughter. I just, I just, again, it comes to a philosophy and maybe children change you and me never having kids is not it. But I've always been, you know. I'm just Live saying we're less risky. Live a lot. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, that sometimes means taking risk. Like, But it's fun. It is. Yeah. I like adrenaline. We forget. Well, because what do we hear our whole lives? Healthy, healthy, healthy. You got to be healthy. You got to be healthy. Screw it's, that. That's why we don't think about. <laughs> well, like chicken nuggets. You're right. Pizza. We don't think about what we're going to be like 20 years down. You're, it's, my, okay, I'm again, healthy. My goal is not I'm healthy. Now I'm 100. You know what yeah. would piss me off? Dying of nothing. That would just, just piss would be me bad. off. Yeah, sitting in your chair. How are you doing today? Sucks. Dying of nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to know what kills me. I yeah. want to see it coming. I want to okay? see that wall coming in at Exacto mundo. All right. Oh Wish me goodness. luck this weekend at the race. Um, oh, gosh. Good. Be careful. No, I want to be fast. Uh, the release of the latest body cam video report from COPA regarding this is the, the Alvarez shooting. Police involved shooting. Yep. Um, the video, which is a foot pursuit, stop me if you've heard this one before, is a foot pursuit, um, uh, um, Mr. Alvarez in the video that I saw appears to be holding a gun in one hand, a cell phone in the other, uh, police officer comes on him, drop the gun, doesn't drop the gun, shot, killed, gun lying there next to him. Okay. Appears to be what it is. You said something yesterday that I thought was interesting, which I, and I didn't fully understand that the officer who was involved was already 
they had recommended some some pretty severe punishment for him, right? Right. So in any police involved shooting, the officer is always put on like a thirty day desk duty, desk or duty. Or whatever right? Still yeah. an officer. He's still sure, working. Absolutely being paid, but yeah, while Copa, the investigation goes yeah. right. Well, I thought it was so weird because Copa. Um, also recommended that this particular officer be stripped of his police powers. That that seems extreme. No badge, no gun. Yeah, well, that just does it doesn't usually happen. Right. I just thought it was odd because I happened to be watching the um, news conference with the superintendent, and he was asked about it, and he was taken aback. He's like, "Well, I haven't heard that." Well, I, what I thought was interesting about it is the first time I heard you you say that, I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." Mayor Lightfoot echoed your concerns yesterday. Right. So I, Mayor Lightfoot came to the defense of the officer, questioning why the severity and speed, I guess you would say, of the discipline seemed excessive. Well, I don't think that is what she was most concerned about. I think she was most concerned about her superintendent, her police superintendent, not being aware of it. She's saying, hey, Copa, you need to tell the superintendent. And, I, and then when I think about that, though, but do they? Because they're supposed to be an independent, independent body. Okay. Yeah, Copa. But she was, I think she was most concerned that her superintendent looked kind of, you know, like a deer with headlights. He's looking at the reporter like, what? I Well, you know more than me. Well, that doesn't sound too good right after a police shooting. So, yeah. Um, I, and we still don't know why. We don't know why Copa made that recommendation. Because if you watch the video, which, again, I didn't want to watch, wish I didn't, you know, wish I didn't have to watch them. If I wasn't having to talk about it on the radio, I wouldn't have watched it mm-hmm. any more than I would have watched the, to- the Toledo uh, a video. It seems. OK, so what the video shows, I'll, let me acknowledge what the video shows and then say what the video doesn't show. The video shows a foot pursuit. The video shows a man holding a gun, holding a gun, not pointing at an officer, but in his hand. He's given an order to drop the gun, but the shots come almost immediately. I don't think most people could react that quickly if they tried. So I'll acknowledge that. And then there's a gun next to Mr. Alvarez when he's lying on the ground. That's what the video shows. The video doesn't tell us why they were chasing him. Here's something. The video doesn't say whether Mr. Alvarez was licensed to carry a firearm. We know so little. Because carrying a firearm legally does not give police right to shoot you. You're, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah so no, can I feel carry and he's like, I, yeah, I don't legally, know. Yeah. I, but I'm saying the video doesn't show that. And, and here's, one more per, here's one more pertinent Oh, there's fact. another one. Well, just now that you're talking, now that I think about it, because we see the video of him coming out of a gas station carrying a plastic bag. Yeah. And the police immediately coming up with the lights blaring. And he, I don't even think he turns around. He sort of turns around, sees it, drops the bag and starts to run. I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that he has a gun in his hand when that's happening. Okay. Okay. So well, you're I to your. Tell, I couldn't tell from that because that video is yeah, like not, a surveillance yeah. video. I don't think he robbed the place. He had a bag. They gave him you a don't. Bag. Yeah, they exactly. Don't. Did you want paper or plastic? <laughs> Give me the cigarettes. <laughs> Put it in a bag for me. I'm not paying the extra ten cents for a bag either. Don't even think of that. No, the guy'd be like plastic. We don't have plastic. And so you know what I'm saying? He, you were talking about legally carrying a gun. Well, okay, but he didn't even have a gun out as far as I can see. And now at the end of the chase, he's got a gun in his hand. Right. 
So what was he going to shoot? the? If he didn't have the gun in his hand when the chase started, why does he have it in his hand when the chase has ended? Good question, Judy. Uh, well, maybe he was going to shoot the officer. Maybe he wanted to get rid of the gun. So, But when you see the video, it doesn't rise, for me, it doesn't rise to the level, and the COPA report doesn't rise to the level of the cop was obviously wrong. But again, I'm always cautioning everyone. Uh, I say obviously. Uh, the cop no. was not obviously no, 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 wrong. No, 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 no. I'm cautioning because you're right. We There's a video, but it's all still. Everyone has to understand it's only one piece of the process. Understood. The video is one piece of the evidence. It's okay. not, And it is amazing when you have another piece of evidence, even seeing it on video, you can change your mind. You can say, oh, well, now knowing this, this video looks different. But I, I you know what? And, and going back to Lightfoot, she does say it's a, quote, it's a big deal to strip someone of their police powers. There's got to be a good justification for doing it. Presumably, Copa believes that there is, but that conversation really needs to take place between the superintendent are, and them. Are we getting to the point? Think about some of the discussions we've had. We've had videos that show suspects fleeing the police with a gun in their hand and police officers being put in a position to make a split-second decision and now being questioned, possibly being stripped of their powers, mm-hmm. uh, being charged in some cases to talk of that, protests calling for their heads. We have a, a talk of a no-pursuit policy. We already don't chase them in cars. Now we're not going to chase them on foot. Who's going to sign up to be a cop anymore? Yeah, it's who's a, who's going to want, who's going to want to put themselves in the position to be constantly second guessed. Now, I want to I want to say I believe police should be held to a standard. I believe that when you are given the responsibility and the power of a badge and a gun and you're there to enforce the law, that you shouldn't be breaking the laws also. No, I'm not going to look the other way when police break the law. Conversely, it seems like we're holding police now to a standard that no one could achieve. A a standard of perfection and decision making that's unattainable. And if that's going to be the what you know going into it, why would you start? Yeah, it's like a community standard, right? It's a standard of. We've seen the video. This is what we think. Now, what are you going to do about it? It's not, like I said before, it's almost, it's a bad thing almost to see the video. It's a good, it's, we need we to see to, it. We have to, still have to, right? Yeah, I say, I, I said it yesterday, it's, it, to me, hampers the investigation. It hampers a jury. It happens, hampers the court. I mean, everything. It's, it's a whole new world, but here's the reality. There are, there are just, police shootings are exploding. Why? That's what we need to say to ourselves. Why is this happening? You know, as we reintroduce ourselves into the real world, <laughs> as I the, the the analogy, the bears coming out of hibernation, not the Chicago Bears, just regular bears. No, we know you um, meant Chicago Bears. It's okay. As people start to reintegrate into whatever version of hashtag old normal it is, are there some rules we should be following? Joining us right now is someone who has written about curiosity, if you will. Frank Buckley joins us. Frank, first off, good morning to you. Hey, good morning to you. You have a new book called Curiosity, and it's 12 Rules for Life. I think it sounds simple, but my guess is a lot of people maybe don't even realize how incurious they've become. Is that a nice way to put it? 
Well, maybe it's a nice way, but you know something? I think we're getting to realize, like, look, okay, we've been shut in for a year yep. with COVID, and we've been subjected to politics 24-7. I mean, you can't go to a ball game <laughs> or a football game without having it uh, thrown in your face. I think we're ready to explore. We're ready to go get out. I think we're all bored as heck. And, <laughs> and so I wrote this book about curiosity about, how do you do it, right? I mean, yeah. what are some of the ideas, some of the rules, some of the guides, if you want to be a curious person? Okay. You know, for example, you know, you got to take an interest in other people. So, you know, one of the things I say is, hey, we should be entertaining, right? We have a duty to entertain other people. Well, how do you do it? Well, you do it when you're curious about what the other person wants. Mm. So, you know, that's the difference between a good and a bad comedian. A good comedian knows what the audience wants. I think that's really interesting. Well, And, and you know, I think maybe it comes a little more naturally for those of us who uh, you're an author. We work in talk radio. We have to be kind of curious. I, I, I have to ask questions of people and find out things that they're interested in or what they're experts in. But it, it maybe doesn't come as naturally for other folks, it almost strikes me a little bit along the lines of, you know, everyone's favorite topic uh, is themselves. <laughs> yeah. When people ask them about themselves or what they're interested in or their hobbies and whatnot. Well, you know, introspection, looking at yourself requires curiosity as well. And I think if you really want to be a moral person, you have to look carefully at your own motives. You have to question them. So, you know, obsessing over yourself and all the good stuff that's fine but the really curious person will think about stuff he did that wasn't so good mm -hmm. or stuff he should have done so uh, you know it, heck i'm saying curiosity is the basis of morality wow well uh, that's uh, yeah that's an interesting point and we are talking to uh frank buckley who uh, an author who has written curiosity and it's 12 rules for life so is there a fine line, though, between curiosity and, you know, overbearing or well, like nosy or nosy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's one thing to say, well, I'm just curious. It's another thing to say, you know what? I'm just going to invade you your life. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, the thing about people like that is they're bores. So uh, the really curious hmm. person isn't a bore. So you got to have a sense of when you're entertaining and when you're putting other people to sleep, you know something? I think in the last year, just about every newsmaker has forgotten that. Like they're obsessing over the same thing again and again. And we just want a break, right? Here, here. Hey, it's springtime. Come on, forget about it. Let's try to go back as best we can to the way we were before the craziness. Well, you're not going to hear an argument out of me on that. Again, Frank Buckley uh, and his book, Curiosity, is, uh, again, people come out of hibernation. You're wiping your eyes. Things are starting to open up again. We're talking about sports. We're talking about concerts. We're talking about uh, here in Chicago, Navy Pier opens today. You know, I mean, there are reasons to get out and about and be curious and and yeah i just you know i never thought of it in that context frank and i really appreciate you kind of kind of putting it to that point we could all be more curious in our lives and there's a benefit to that yeah absolutely i mean nothing really intelligent would ever be done unless people took risks remember the story about jack and the beanstalk sure. jack makes this crazy trade a cow for a magic beanstalk <laughs> And it turns out great for Jack. And the message for kids in the story is, hey, take risks. You're young. You're supposed to do that. 
in particular, younger people should go out there and, and do crazy stuff, right? We're kind of programmed to do that when we're kids. Hey, and it's a good thing. That's my point. Yeah, it gets you out there, right? It opens up your world. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where young people are supposed to be. For, you know, people of a certain age like me kind of uh, have to be goaded a little bit. Okay, but young <laughs> Becoming less curious, are you, Frank? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not working today. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, thank you for your time. We appreciate it, and best of luck to you. Hey, thank you very much. Great to be with you. Outstanding. That's Frank Buckley in his uh, new book, Curiosity, at 12 Rules for Life. Yeah, because it, it, it is easy to, as we get older. Get more insular, right? Get a little stuck in our ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how we've always done it. Right. And can I give you a small example of this? And it's something, I've only, it didn't dawn on me at the time, it dawned on me later. So I'm visiting mom, and my mom drives a certain way to the grocery store. And I wasn't exactly sure. So I used the app, you know, the Waze is the app I use, the map app. Yeah. And I turned the other way out of her driveway. She goes, where are you going? Go go to the grocery store. Well, you're going the wrong way. Well, let's see if I can get there. And I go like this and this. And she goes, what's a lot easier way to get here, isn't it? I go, yeah, and it's shorter. I never knew. What? That's because you just drive the exact right. same way every time. I you mean, never. You were never curious enough to figure right. out, was there a different way I could go? And no, she, you went through eight traffic lights. You had to go through a roundabout. Same way. a school zone. And I just drove straight there. Yeah. Curiosity is just, to me, it's information. Yeah. Why wouldn't you always want more information in your life, right? Agreed. <laughs> One of the things, and you know, we've had the, uh, the opportunity from, from Dr. Arwady? Uh, uh, Dr. A. <sighs> Arwitty. At least she's not a restaurateur. Whatever Ooh, person you, owns restaurants. Um, to the Goop, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. To Dr. Wilds, who we've mm-hmm. spoken to. Dr. Bleasdale. We've had a variety yeah. of doctors, right? Experts in the field. Mm-hmm. And I think it is fair to say, and all of the experts we've had on have been quick to say, there are things we don't know about covid there are things there are things we don't know. Why? It hasn't been around that long. Right. It's a pandemic. We're concentrating on hey. the most important thing first. No one's thinking about that yet. Well, and every day we learn something more. Right. And every day somebody becomes the longest survivor of COVID. Or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like every day we're learning more stuff. That's fair. I, I can acknowledge and that. And the symptoms are all over the place. It's not the same for everyone. But one of the questions And it's a question I know we've asked, and it's a question where, again, that answer is evolving is, what are the long-term effects? If you contracted COVID-19 and you got better, congratulations, first off, yay. But are there long-term effects? Because we're finding out the answer is there could be, and there are in some people, and maybe the scariest part is we don't know how long they will last. Is it forever or will you eventually get over it yes so those symptoms you might have give me an example even during or way after you've had covid chest pain difficulty breathing you can't think clearly well i've had that your taste Losing your sense of taste. Losing your sense of taste. Isn't that one of the signs of you have covid was that you lose taste or smell and they're saying that even after you're okay it doesn't come back. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. That's a thing. That That's a thing. A, a lot of people 
talk about that one. Kind of tinnitus, some weird hearing. Oh, like the ringing. Yeah, the thing that scares me the most is not thinking clearly because I'm already struggling a little bit with that. COVID would just make it worse. There's an example. Sometimes it helps if we have a celebrity. That that always helps to make it true. We can identify with. Mrs. Garth Brooks, also known as Trisha Yearwood, Mm -hmm. country music star. And she, Food Network star. Food Network, a, thank yes. you very much. Yeah, yes. That's well, sick. So, so play along with me here. Here's the problem. She had COVID in February. Okay? She is now tested negative. She had it. She recovered. She's, quote, okay, right? Yeah. Not so much. Except she still doesn't have a sense of taste. Oh, no. I oh, know, Nick. Garth Brooks. I think she, she can did. still. I think. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, you're always <laughs> I think she could probably. I'm just kidding. I love Garth Brooks. She could probably still sing, but I'm not sure I'm going to make some of her recipes from her cookbook, right? She is saying that she didn't fully, you you don't really realize it. She goes, but sense of smell and sense of taste has not come back for her. It comes and goes. The funny story she told, I guess you say, she was on the Kelly Clarkson show. She said she was she was reading Garth the Riot Act, which I just love. I'm picturing this idea of them sitting in the kitchen. There's Garth. There's Trisha. She was giving him grief because she said he's making weak coffee. Like, why are you giving me this crap coffee? And he's like, that's not weak coffee. And she's like, I can't taste it. She thought, like, your coffee's junk. And he's like, "Mm, that's pretty strong coffee. Wow. And she's like, oh, my goodness, I can't taste the coffee. And this is months after she's, quote, unquote, virus-free, recovered. Right. And the question is, and the the, the reality is, the answer is, maybe, maybe not. not maybe yeah. you'll get it back. We maybe don't know. We just we, don't know. We, we don't know. And that's got to maybe be the scariest part of this for people. You know, we, we did our, our special um, where we did uh, facts over fiction. We, we had a variety of different guests. And you remember we talked to the survivor. A man who was hospitalized twice was in the ICU. Yeah. Was on a ventilator at one point. And it hit early on, it had been months he, and months. This was back in September, October is when he was hospitalized. When we were talking to him just last month, he would run out of um, breath. breath when he was talking. He'd have mm-hmm. to pause. Like, I thought he was just like nervous. a really slow talk. No. Yeah, or sometimes when you're nervous, you... he, his lung, he didn't have lung capacity. Mm-hmm. And he kept turning his head and coughing. And I'm, we asked. Yeah, we had to ask. Is that, like, is this part of it? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I, I have a cough five months later that I can't get rid of. And I still can't I don't breathe have lung properly. capacity like I used to. I get winded very early. And no one is sure yet how long that would last. Judy, you, you, will this convince people to get a vaccine? That, you know what? <laughs> I don't think we talk enough about this, yeah. right? Because people need to know and They're make like, your own decision. COVID, but I'll get well, better. I'll, I'll It'll recover. Be okay. Yeah, it's not such a big deal. The flu. I, I might be right. sick for a while, but it's not like someone tells me, oh, I'm still recovering from the flu a year later. Yeah, and it's not like if I don't, you know how many times we hear doctors saying, you know, if you're really healthy, this will help you with COVID. I don't know. Mm. Trisha Yearwood seems to be pretty healthy. I, I don't know if that's going to help you with these long-term effects. It might help you not go to the hospital. Right. And not have a severe case. You don't need to have a severe case 
to have these severe long-term effects. Right. Trisha Yearwood yeah. wasn't on life support. I mean, she wasn't in an ICU. Right. You know, she didn't get to that level of illness, but she's still feeling the effects of, of COVID right. so much. I, I would, mean, my I, God, I for me personally, yes, if I'm going to lose my smell, temp- I think I could live with. Taste, no. No. No taste. I would have to take that. But, but, but is it smell? Taste, I was going to say, yeah. don't they go together? <laughs> yes. yes she do. says oh, she that. can't. She says because she doesn't smell well anymore. Um, let me rephrase that. She okay. says food is such a big part of what you smell. Smell. If you don't smell it, you don't want, you have no taste for it. So you mean for the crap that I don't like to eat, if I just plug my nose, yes. will I be okay? Yeah. I think you would be. Really? And I, I hate this part. She oh, says buddy. she loves to cook, so now when she cooks... She has to ask Garth, does it need more salt or pepper? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now Think about that. Rely. The we, royal taste test. We have yeah. to yeah. Rely, rely on Garth. Poor Garth. Think about I this. Oh. Your cook has no idea. Here, taste <laughs> right. this, honey. Last time you did that, I was in the bathroom for three days. Okay? I'm not doing this again. Or, you good, imagine, or good for Garth when he makes her food. Can you imagine never smelling bacon again? No. That's hell on earth. Right? Yeah. That's hell on right earth. Right there. That's, yeah. Not tasting Nutella. Oh. Well, so for us, though, too, in this, in the business we're in, could you imagine having tinnitus? Oh, the ringing in your ears? And trying to do this job. More more so than my voice is, the ringing in your ears. If you actually had the ringing in your ears, yeah, that would be difficult. (laughs) But I think probably the worst is the the difficulty breathing. The not being able to catch a breath. Didn't Rush have tinnitus? I think so. I think yeah. he had a, a, yeah. a version Maybe. of that, where he had that, he that had problem of, of the ringing in your ears. Well, you know, the problem is probably a lot of people in this business get it because we listen way too loud on our headphones. That's yeah. Because we think we sound better. Listen, I'm glad <laughs> that I haven't gotten COVID. I got the vaccine yeah. so I wouldn't get it. Me too. I got the vaccine so that I wouldn't harm other people. And I got the vaccine so I don't lose my bleeping sense of smell yeah. and yeah. taste. Okay. Oh, and by the way, people, if you want the vaccine, you can get it literally just anywhere. Walk Ask anybody. They, they might got have it. it at Navy Pier today. Ask anyone. Kevin just on at the corner. Point, right. Kevin on the corner. You want, want a shot? Want a shot? <laughs> so um, I don't know what the percentage is. There is a website. Has my alderman been indicted? <laughs> you, you put know, in your I'm address. I'm trying to defend the city and the, the image of the city here, and I'm having a really hard time. You put in your address, and you find out. I put in my address, and guess what? My alderman has been indicted. We're going to be talking to Pat Brady next about the latest indictments being handed down in Chicago politics. He helps us understand the world of Chicago and Illinois politics. He is Pat Brady. Pat, first off, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you doing? So, uh, doing well. I found a website. The website is called... Are you ready for this? Yes. Has My Alderman Been Indicted? Uh, you go to <laughs> hasmyaldermanbeenindicted.com. This is not a joke. Got a 50-50 I put chance. it up on the Twitter at the Bruce St. James. Has my alderman been indicted.com? You can click on it. You type in your address. I'm going to do mine right now. There we go. McClurg. Okay. Enter. Yes. My alderman has been indicted because I am in the 11th ward and Patrick Thompson or Patrick Daly Thompson has now been indicted. We have Pat Brady on to try to understand. Listen, for the, for the layman like me, the newbies, the neophytes, are they all going to end up in jail? Is that kind of how it works? No, and uh, there are some very good people, and obviously I, I think it's probably close to 100 have been indicted in the last 
several decades. But Patrick um, Thompson's indictment really does not relate to anything. And this is actually he made the statement yesterday. Doesn't relate to anything related to Alderman duties. He got clipped in this Washington federal bank failure, and he took out a loan, didn't pay it back, and then lied to the FDIC. So. As bad as it is for him, it doesn't relate to his official duties. But the bigger question is, yeah, there's way too much corruption. There's not enough transparency. And and this is a long history of Chicago, and it does a lot of damage to the city and, and, uh, and the people of the city. Yeah, I know, Pat. I'm trying here in vain to defend my beautiful city of Chicago to Bruce, and I'm having a hard time. I'm trying to tell him, hey, this happens everywhere, but it does seem to happen a lot more here in Chicago. Yeah. This is the yeah, this so, is the Olympics of it. <laughs> this is the this is the Super yeah, we Bowl. We win the gold every yeah, every year. You guys are way up there. Yeah, and it's a long history of corruption, but unfortunately, you know, it, there's some humor value to it. But the other side of it is, it does a lot of damage uh, to the citizens and people that are trying to live their lives to have these people historically just take advantage of their position and make themselves rich. And it's it's really a bad thing. But we always hear about reform, but we never really see it, and it never seems to change. Well, again, we're talking to Pat Brady, and, and and can I add to that, Pat, that I would argue that maybe, listen, I'm not discounting the, the monetary corruption that, that far, but it just undermines people's belief and faith in Trust. government in general, that you, the, 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 quote unquote, these guys are all crooks. Yeah, and when they talk about tax increases or sales tax increases and things like that, and you're just scratching your head, go, why am I giving them more money? <laughs> And this is what they're doing with it. Or For them to steal. how they're behaving. So, okay, so we've identified that Alderman Thompson, is it Daly Thompson? Daly Thompson. Daly Thompson. His indictment is not specifically related to politics. Although, I, I don't know if I can make the argument that him being an alderman might have let the bank look the other way. But that's another, another thing. But... What about Munoz, ex-Alderman Munoz? He was indicted yesterday also, by the way. A twofer. Yeah, he was taking money from the Progressive Caucus, just taking it and, and using it for his own personal use. And he's obviously had some substance abuse problems and some other things, and he's out. But that's just another example of the arrogance of people in elected office that think they can get away with this stuff. And what's really damaging to him in the caucus, I mean, he was taking money from the Progressive Caucus. And Probably even more embarrassing is yeah, one hundred and sixty-four dollars went to the Lovers Lane, and you know those things. Yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe that was the money laundering charge. One hundred and sixty-four yeah. bucks. That's oh a lot my of gosh. underwear. Oh, but Pat, know. you know, Pat, how much is of this is on sometimes on the voters too? It's like, well, well that's you the know thing. what? You it, know, this guy's already dirty. Why are you voting him into office? Well, hold on. Along those lines, and Pat, maybe this is the question, and I don't expect Pat to have the exact answer. Are we electing people who have? A proclivity to this, or does the office lend itself to bad behavior? Um, it's probably a little bit of both, but more important to me is just the, the disclosures and the transparency and, and the punishments. I know people were upset when Rod Bogoyevich got the big sentence, the 14-and-a-half-year sentence, but he basically used the state as his personal piggy bank to get elected, and he deserved to go to the penitentiary for a long time because we need to set that kind of example. And I think that, to me, is, is more important than anything, but... There are some bad people, but there are some very good people, too. Okay, fair. So maybe just more due diligence when you're looking at a candidate? Well, also, we're getting such low voter turnout. People need to engage. Yeah, that is a problem. On these local races? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what, did you get 12% turnout last time? I mean, come on. This is your money. This is your community. Let's get engaged. But, you know, you read this stuff, and, again, I agree. There's there's things you're looking to scratch your head, but this is so damaging to the city on so many levels. 
that it's, it's really bad. And I, I give the U.S. Attorney's Office here credit. They've been very aggressive in the last five or six years. John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney. Well, and so is it fair to say that Chicago politicians, kind of specifically, there's a spotlight that the feds are looking for you to step Easy out of line? Easy yeah, oh, absolutely. Just because, you know, you, if, if you're going to rob a bank to get money or if you want money, you rob a bank because that's where the money is. But yeah. that's here in, in Chicago, that's where the corruption is. And it, but it's just, it's a historical uh, corrupt, historically corrupt system. And that's that's where they go, because that's how it operates. But, I, but I've been all over the country doing corruption cases and there's corruption all over the place. Sure, there is. Kinds, but Chicago's just so well known for it. Can I ask a, 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 a semi silly question just because I don't know? And I'm assuming Pat Brady knows. Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. Did he add the word Daly to his name? Is he is it a hyphenated last name? Like, isn't he Patrick Thompson? What is is Daly his middle name? Or did he just kind of throw it in so that you went, Oh, he's one of those Daly's? Well, you know, I don't know, but if you live in Bridgeport, it's probably not a bad thing to have a daily in your name. <laughs> you just gotta keep throwing it in, right? <laughs> If, if I if I could do it, I'd be Patrick Daly Brady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, you could if you really wanted to. Hey, Pat, thank you for your time Thanks, today. Pat. Always, guys. See ya. Uh huh. Well, again, if you if you played word association, you know, I would just tell you that to people outside of Chicago, even you'd say, "What comes to mind?" They might go, uh, "Windy shootings." Sadly enough. Oh, and all your politicians are crooks, and this plays into the narrative that all our politicians are crook when on one day yesterday, one sitting alderman and one ex-alderman are both indicted. Not to mention all the other ones that are currently under investigation, indicted or sitting in jail. Like it feeds a narrative. But I think you make a good point, Judy. Are we electing the wrong people? Or when they get elected, do they Go down the wrong path yeah. with the best of intentions. Yeah, I think it is both. It's, yeah, we have to, like you said, you have to be more involved. I mean. Yeah, with the low voter turnout, you get you get only the hyper-partisans and you get only the, the insiders voting for, quote, unquote, their guy. And the reason they're doing it is because they expect something in return. And so do residents. That's the problem. Yeah. We're, we're thinking of it old, old school and maybe we should get into a new era here of, you know, let's just play by the rules. You know, something I haven't ever, I haven't had the opportunity to do yet. Yeah. I haven't, haven't. Been, I haven't been able to go watch a Bulls game. Hawks game. I've never seen the, I've seen the Bulls play, but it was an away game. Yeah. I've never been able to go to a Blackhawks game. Seen the Blackhawks play. It was yeah. an away game. Yeah. Never got to see, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Bears play. Oh yeah, we're a sports I might be one of the here. few ones, but I'm looking forward to seeing the Bears play. Yeah. We talk about baseball and we're getting to now because of Again, this term metrics, which I'm led to believe means math, that the United Center, for example, is going to start letting some fans back in, Judy. Yes, the mayor is uh, announcing a loosening of restrictions. I love loosenings. So I, okay, let's go back to the, we're in phase four. She's loosening phase four restrictions. So they're not. Which is the last phase? Is there a hundred phases? Phase Where are we at? Five oh, is okay. open, right? So, so five is they're just, old they can't let go. You they know what I mean? This go has been a good gig. Like we're four one, right. four point two. Like, you know what? 
Four point two six. Exactly. We won't get to five. Yeah. So outdoor events, though, including farmers markets, festivals, outdoor shows, also increasing in capacity. Yeah, but I'm more excited about sports. Yes. Yeah, so twenty five percent capacity. Twenty five percent capacity. There aren't many Bulls games left. We got to hurry up and get into one of those. Yeah. And Hawks. I'm dying to go to a Hawks game. So this is. I'm not trying to be mean. Who's Who's the best team we have right now? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm the silence is deafening. I'm not trying to be mean. Well, the best team. Who's the best professional sports team in Chicago right now? Blackhawks. The Hawks? Yeah, because they're still in it, right? I mean, they can still go to the playoffs. <laughs> Nick, help me. The Bulls have been struggling for a hot minute. The Bulls have been struggling yeah. for a the t- Cubs and Sox struggle. Sure. But, you know, it's, it's an early are, season. Let's yeah. go for the bronze. You know, they're yeah. kind of an 8-8. Eight, eight, you know, they, uh, <laughs> Chicago yeah. Sting, right? The Sting. Let's Perfect. go with the Sting. The sting. Okay, <laughs> appreciate that. Um, here's something else. Are you ready for this? I saw this. I don't know if this is going to get a rise out of anyone in here. Concerts. Specifically, Genesis. Yes, that Genesis. No. Yes. No. The Phil Collins Genesis wow. announced a new tour kicking off in Chicago. Got to wait till November, but tickets are going to go on sale soon. You'll be able to go to a concert. Genesis. Nice. I go see. I go. go ahead. Scream it. Which part? Go ahead. Genesis? Play Illegal Aliens! Oh, God. <laughs> I, used to, I used to work in the music business. Okay? And I'm at a, I'm at a private... Bill Collins show at the House of Blues in Nolens on Bourbon Street. There is a hundred of us there. Maybe. Yeah. Phil Collins sitting on stage. Wow. And he's playing songs. And it's it's industry people. And so he's having a conversation with the crowd in between, you know, songs. And he says, Is there any, you know, what would you guys like to hear? And it's a it's it's a Phil Collins. People are like in the air tonight. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they say, they're all yelling the big hits. My idiot friend Chris. <laughs> My idiot friend Chris. We're in the the second row, standing there. He goes, play illegal alien. <laughs> and I was like, and even <laughs> great song. Even yes, but even Phil Collins looked and was like. No one apparently had ever yelled out at a Phil Collins or Genesis show, play Illegal (laughs) Alien. Oh, my gosh. Not a crazy big hit. And I think it's a little inappropriate. Have you seen the video? I think that's cultural appropriation. I don't think you can even play that video anymore. They're going to get canceled for that video. They're talking about Space Alien. No. Did he play it? No, he oh. didn't. He literally was like, I was like, and they had that guy kicked out. I go, we're getting 86 from here. <laughs> Bill Collins is going to get, he's tiny, by the way. I got, we went backstage and we got to meet with him. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's like an infant dwarf. He's like your size. So, um, <laughs> Ooh. he's a small one. But that's great. Concerts, sports. I'd love to see Everyone, Genesis, of course, yeah. is waiting to hear about Lollapalooza. Mm. Uh, mark my words, people. Yeah. I, and plus, it's. We would already be planning that, right? I mean, it seems like there's not even enough time. Right. The I don't think is it, Lollapalooza it, is on the list. I, it, it's, it's too big. If they don't have th- – these groups can't plan for things if they don't have um, concrete idea Dates, that it can happen. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's – And I just – Lollapalooza is like the epitome of what the city has been fighting against all year, right? So why, why would you have all things Lollapalooza? 
Because he brings a young lot people of money. smashed into a you know a little sort of area that's sectioned off with fencing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know just. It sounds it, awesome. When do I get to start? When I do know, I get to go? I don't see it. I'll go tomorrow. A <laughs> class of people, a group of people that aren't going to socially distance or wear masks. No, just, they will. Well, as sports mm. gets back, though, something that we've been we've been hinting at and talking about yesterday, the Bear Dup Bears drafted a quarterback in the first round actually traded up so they could get what they feel is one of the good a lot of quarterbacks went early mm-hmm. uh quarterbacks went at one two you know boom, boom, okay, boom, i'm boom. sorry don't, don't they always go early depends on the year oh wait i wanted to know did tebow get um picked tebow up as a... drafted he's he was drafted many years ago he's an no, old no, guy no. who's the tim tebow yeah he was up for some weird you say the Jaguars or he's, yeah, he was not he even was, a quarterback. He, he's he was, not. He's 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 alleged, allegedly. I think this is a bit of a PR <laughs> move. I'm just going to say this. Tim Tebow is was invited. Uh, was it is it Jacksonville or Carolina? Jackson, it's it's the Jaguars. It's Jackson, it, oh, is, so he was not drafted. He was invited no, during he, the draft. No, he was drafted 15 years ago. Yeah, whenever he drafted he, out of college. I said, yeah. okay. So I I guess I didn't think he's, about that. You can only be drafted once. You can only be drafted okay. once. Correct. That makes sense. Dra- drafting is when you come out of college. Okay. And the teams get to pick from the from the pool right. of college players. Hence, all the college players who were there very yesterday good. being drafted. Yes. I'm very observant, Bruce. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was not drafted yesterday, what? for right. example. Yeah, you could not draft you know Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't thought, that be a hell of a deal? You just right. go into every year like, we're just going to pick a new team. It'd be like fantasy football. Who gets to go number Ooh. one? I'm taking Rodgers. All right, you get Rodgers. Yeah. No. I did think since Tebow, like, he shifted he, roles. Maybe he was end. being drafted again no. as something else. A tight end. So did he get the job? Did he? It's way too early. He's he's allegedly going to go try out to play tight end. And I would just say, right. is there some point? Do you I, say I give it up? Big enough you're, you're to done? play tight end. By the way, he's going to work out with the Jags and Bruce. It's a PR. Right. Move. It's a PR move by the Jaguars. Yeah, because <laughs> they suck. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> it's like having Michael Jordan play on the the White Sox. The White Sox, yeah. exactly. So I was Very so good. excited for you know that. Rockstar Lawrence, the number one draft pick. Trevor Lawrence was the now number one pick. Now you point overall. out that he's going to the absolute worst That's how it football works. team. Yes, the, the number one pick is the and worst record. one person record. can't do it all. He's not going to bring them to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> I, if if you think he can, I would go make that bet well, in Vegas right he, now. I think he's going to the Super Bowl. You will make a lot of money if you want to bet Jacksonville wins at all. I think the way he just... But shakes his head he and his him. hair flies. He's, his he shoulder length like hair. Fabio hair. Oh for my! God's he sense. looks like a, Fabio. He actually, he's a piece of work, yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence. But the the Bears did get a quarterback, Justin Fields. He played for Ohio State. Also played for Georgia. Can, it, you know, it's one of those things too. Can we just acknowledge in college now that it's like the pros? They just go from team to team to team until they find like you know. Where am I going to start? Who? What system do I like? Who wants me more? And they just kind of move around because almost all of the uh, um, uh, the top picks, I think they they jump around from school to school. Now. Yeah. It's no longer you go to school for four years in one place. Really? No. Yeah, I don't like that. He went to Georgia, then he came went to Ohio State. Why? By the way, didn't choose Ohio State because of the math program. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Justin Fields chose Ohio State because of the coach and the chance to start at quarterback. Which he and did. showcase his skills right. yeah. for the NFL. It worked for him. So Justin Fields... Um, and did we need start. a did we oh, need a quarterback cage match. Well, you you have allegedly Andy Dalton, yeah, mm-hmm. former Bengals starter, former Cowboys backup. He's he's a vet a vet a veteran. He's been around. He was told they signed him. Remember that was a big deal. Yeah, I was like, 
I don't know if I'd even put a press release out over that, but they signed Andy Dalton. He was told he's the starter. They have Nick Foles, who played some games when they couldn't decide between Trubisky, Trubisky and yeah. Foles, went back and forth. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. He was starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. They won. I'm wow. just being serious. Yeah. Wow. I don't, we and now they have a first-round pick in, in Justin Fields. Cage match. Field <laughs> battle it out. Thunderdome. Two men enter, one, one man, man leaves. Exactly. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Lakeshore Drive. One step closer to no longer being Lakeshore Drive. There was a vote yesterday. Yes. And this is moving forward. Yes. And you know what? We talk about corruption and crime in Chicago. This is the crime. This is a crime. This is the crime of the century, if you ask me. That's really? how much I'm opposed to it. Yeah, so after much debate, screaming, yelling, swearing. Um, yeah, and I mean, which apparently happened at this committee swearing. meeting. Yeah, it was a key meeting in the past, and they have been talking about it, I guess, for a while. Yeah. But I guess at the meeting, the committee, all of a sudden, someone mentioned how, well, if we change the name to Jean-Baptiste du Sable. Um, drive. Drive. <laughs> Sorry, did I miss one? Ugh. <sighs> Um, uh, there are thousands of addresses on Lakeshore Drive that might have to be changed. And Alderman were like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a second. We didn't know about this part. And then the mayor tried to offer like a solution. And the, you know, uh, the alderman who put the um, bill forward got all mad and, you know, yeah, accused people was... of being racist. And right. yeah, it wasn't fine. But yeah, right. it was just a typical of course it city. Went, it was went just a typical city council meeting. Yeah, just you know, I don't know. You weren't here for the council wars. And then there were a few I- indictments yeah. handed out during the yeah, break, and I then mean, we get back, some, come back. Maybe in. someone got a punch in the face. I yeah. don't know. That could have happened too. But you know, some would, the mayor turned the mics off. You know, typical. I just, so anyway, that's things, what's going to happen. And, and 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 again, I'm just trying to look at it from a logic standpoint. Of all the things you could rename to honor somebody, to create whatever it might be. Why the hell is Lakeshore Drive at the top of the list? Yeah. It, it is already iconic. It already does mean something. It already is a part of the fabric of Chicago. Why are you looking to change that? What, 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 what purpose does that serve? Because he discovered uh, Chicago. Which and I'm not. Maybe they, people who support it think he deserves that high honor. Now, Well, then why not change the name of Chicago? Like, why are we stopping at Lakeshore Drive? Like, what, yeah. what you're not... Mayor Leffert, you don't want to honor him enough to change the name of Chicago to Do Sable? Well, I think the Indians named Chicago, so we have to keep that. That was even before him. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at I what? Where, where, where is you your shop? level of honoring? Now, you know, where does that? Where, what's that scale look like? The mayor wants to name the downtown Riverwalk for Do Sable. So this Riverwalk right here. I mean, okay, I do okay with that. Do Sable, yeah, I, that's, because those are new. Those are new nice. names that we don't. They, they don't carry any weight with them. Yeah, but I look out the window play, at the Dusable Riverwalk. Knock it out. That's awesome. To play yeah. devil's advocate. Oh, there's a devil in this? Remember how upset, Cheese, we were Uh-oh. when they renamed Marshall Fields? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the yeah. Macy's. people were the Macy's. pissed oh, man. off. Yeah. I was probably wondering. But that's a private company. I, I you know, know but saying? still, we were like, no, that is Chicago. Yeah. You cannot take that away. And then now we're like, yeah, Macy's. Windows, the water. Yeah, it took me a second to even remember Marshall Fields' name. It's yeah. like, that's how we go here. You know, it's like, yeah. You I, 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 I understand the, the desire 
to in some way, shape, or form honor Dusable. Dusable. Him too. <laughs> but aren't there a variety of honors, okay. memorials? Dude already mi- has okay. a bridge. There's a bridge. A school. A school. A park. A park. Okay, a harbor. Three more than most people. Harbor. Four. Four. I have no heart. You have a harbor? Did we say statue? That little statue? There's a statue. statue? Right? I'm, I mean. And now he wants to drive. But my point is, it's not like you're ignoring him. Right. Do, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you'd have an argument like, you know what? There is nothing in this town named for him. Except for all these things. Hold on. Let me get to page two. All these things. You know, like, well, yeah. wait a minute. Like, how are you dishonoring? Yeah. I guess I would turn around and say, make and the statue bigger. That, I don't know. If it's that important yeah. to people, okay, okay, it's not that important to me, but I get it. If it's that important and he did discover Chicago, then, yes, give him something big. Give him Millennium Park, because I don't ever want to say that word again. You still have freeways that don't have name names. I hear Nick talk about the tri-state. There you go. The Dusable. Who cares? The Dusable. It doesn't run through Chicago. Jeez. Oh, I know. Let's see. Hmm. About the Chicago River. The Dusable River. <laughs> you can't do that. No? You can't do Why? that. No, that's a bad idea. Cheese, you're giving them bad ideas. My bad. Oh, there's, a, you're fountain, bad there's ideas a fountain there. How about the Dusable Fountain? Boom. I like that. Right fountains off. are like, yeah. people like fountains. Gee, people, people love, love fountains. fountains. They are fantastic. And then, the one you that know shoots over there, that's How nice. about this, Alderman? Ready? While you do that. Put up a big, huge plaque that describes plaque. exactly what he did. All the wonderful things. I, and I want to know. I'm, I am know he discovered Chicago, but well, I've been... There is a plaque. I mean, right there on Michigan <laughs> Avenue. It's so it's small. Hold on a second. I can't read that, Nick. It's I need to tiny. add this to the list He's of things. He's got a bust there, too, doesn't he? Oh, for yeah. Christ's sake. Is that on the bridge, bust. right? Is that off right. the Michigan yeah. Yeah. House? Michigan in the River. Yeah. Michigan in the River. Because, yeah, he was There's at the mouth plaque. of the river there. Yeah. I think the whole river is important when you talk about Kisabal. There you he go. needs more River water walk. named after him. Isn't there? Somebody also told me there's already a street named after him. It's like an honorary. An honorary yeah. Okay. Honorary but you keep naming damn streets after him, and I'm going to be at the point where I'm going to be like, where are you at? I'm on the corner of Dusable and Dusable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, how many different <laughs> places can I be? Yeah. Where are you? I'm at where Dusable Road meets the Dusable the, Bridge yeah, right there they, at Dusable Drive. They just didn't this just happen with uh when they renamed um Congress Parkway to uh Ida B. Wells, yeah. Wells, but there's already oh. a Wells. So you're Street. at the corner of yeah. Wells and Wells. Oh. Yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. No, they run, I think they run parallel. Yeah. Oh no. Unfortunately. Whatever. But it's Wells still and Wells, yeah. yeah. I forgot all about that. I yeah. it'll take me years to refer to that as Ida You'll B. Wells. You'll never call it that. No, it'll be it's the Congress. The circle, it's not the yeah. burn. It's the circle. I the mean. circle, yes. Or the burn interchange. I am getting they used are, to that. They are voting but just in case you think we're getting worked up for nothing. We're not just talking about this. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It passed committee. Mm-hmm. It's going before the full council sometime next month. And by next month, you know, May is tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so sometime in the next 30 days, they could be voting on changing the name of Lakeshore Drive. You need to let your alderman know right now that you're not in support of something this crazy. First off, find out. Go to, has my alderman been indicted? Find out if they've been indicted. And then you can find out uh, and let them know that you don't want the name change. Um, this has been a stressful year for a lot of people. I think that is, uh, well, the last year. 
understatement of biblical proportions, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> those haven't been coming <laughs> in. Yeah, those too. Um, joining us right now, by the way, is America's psychiatrist, and God knows I need one, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, Dr. Lieberman, we have you on today because I, I was I was reading a piece about uh, especially taking a look at the the dramatic change in people's lives, habits, daily routines over the last year, and nearly two in three Americans say they feel more alone than at any other time in their lives. They are lonely. They are alone. And this can have some real effects on mental health, can it? Yes, absolutely. Um, this, these lockdowns were a really bad idea as far as mental health is concerned. And it's because um, during all these months, you know, at first we were contacting our friends and our family and, and colleagues and so on. Commiserating. Then, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, right. And, you know, by Zoom or telephone or – but then, you know, that kind of got old and we've been re- receding more, just uh, um, staying more in our own little house and uh, and not reaching out as mm. much. Certainly, even when we were out, we weren't able to get hugs, you know, or kisses or shake hands even. And so um, we, it's so important. Humans need this kind of uh, companionship, this kind of closeness, whether it's physical or psychological closeness. And so we've kind of lost our, our, um, our ability and we've lost our desire. Um, and and we're, in, we're stuck in this sort of no man's land right now yeah. because, yes, things are, are opening, but um, I call it reluctant reentry syndrome. Okay. Um, it's like we're, you know, even though we've been wanting to go out and all of that, clamoring for that, it's like we're holding on to the edge of the pool. We're not really mm. ready to, to jump out or jump in. Or get get into the that. deep end. Okay. You, you, you talk about that human connection. And when you, you said that, Dr. Lieberman, it made me think about, like, the studies they've done on babies and how, like, babies need human connection and human touch and that's part of development it's kind of along the same lines isn't it yes actually <laughs> um i i did some research it's talking about the harry harlow monkey experiment mm. where they i think you are yeah um, or i'll take your word for it yes but I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they had they raised monkeys baby monkeys either with um, a mother, they made a mother monkey out of either wire, or in some cases they covered it with terry cloth. And the monkeys that were raised with the terry cloth mothers um, did okay. The ones that were raised with the wire uh, mothers, you know, surrogate monkey mothers, they had all kinds of problems. Mm. Um, they, you know, weren't able to um, inter. I mean, it is the same thing. They weren't able yeah. to interact in an in a um, an age appropriate and psychologically appropriate way with other monkeys. <laughs> and then I, I spent a summer doing this with Harry Harlow in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, wow! And um, and my job was reading the sexual interaction between monkeys. Well, I got to tell you what, what an interesting life you've already had. <laughs> it's a fun summer. My goodness. Yeah. The summer I had watching monkeys. Did you learn a lot? <laughs> <laughs> And the ones who were raised on wire monkey mothers did not do as well sexually. Wire monkey mothers. 
<laughs> so, Dr. Lieberman, um, okay, so we, we know that people are lonely. We know this has happened during the pandemic. Lack of human interaction. Right, right. What yeah. next, though? I mean, is this going to be a long-term thing, or can mm. we get back on track? And people who've been lonely, you know, I know it's it's baby steps, right, to get back out there. But, I mean, eventually, will we get back to being non-lonely and back to our old norm? Well, we can. Um, but, you know, part of it uh, depends upon all of these mandates, you know, um, what, what is Fauci going to tell us next? You know, mm-hmm. how many more years do we have to wear masks and, um, you know, that kind of thing. The more mandates we have to just stay away from each other mm-hmm. or, or even in masks, you know, um, and I know there's all these every day. It's a different story about masks and a- how many feet and everything else. But um, the more barriers there are, let's just say that. Um, to interacting with each other and, and physically hugging and things like that, not just talking and seeing each other. Um, the more barriers, the longer the barriers, the harder it's going to be to reconnect. I wanted to ask you, uh, shift gears a little bit and ask you about something that, um, again, you know, another another study from the people that do studies, yeah. that about half of Americans don't believe that having some sort of a mental health crisis or or having a mental health issue is a valid excuse to not go to work. If they have the flu, if they have a temperature, if they have a migraine, oh, sure, yeah, that's physical, an okay day to miss. Ailment. But a, a mental health day, we still don't see it as a valid excuse. And isn't that kind of at the root of some of these problems? Well, it's true that, um, you know people don't see that as is as valid as as a flu but um you know the problem is that if we did start uh and, and it is valid and i think people should take mental health days periodically if they're you know stressed at work or stressed from whatever but um but the problem is especially now with with so many of us um having different mental health problems whether it's depression anxiety ptsd um you know all of these different things uh, you know, we'll all be off. You know what I mean? It, it mm. feels, I think part of it right is, now, yeah, no one would show up. <laughs> part of it is the stigma against mental illness and so on, but part of it is right now that, um, like, none of us want to really go back, and so that that would be the end of, um, you know, productivity in America. Wow, interesting. But I mean, going a little bit further, the mental health days are important, right? I mean, if you feel. Yes that you yes. need that and, and you shouldn't be embarrassed of course absolutely and similarly you shouldn't be embarrassed for getting help you know i mean this is a time when um first of all it's very it's easier to reach out to a therapist uh because of people therapists doing uh, zoom and doing remotely yeah so there's really no excuse and 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 yes it is it is important more now than ever to um, be to not to not fall prey to the stigma of mental illness. And I'm saying mm-hmm. mental illness, but I mean any kind of psychological problem. Sure. Just and plus, the one thing that was really important that we need to remember is that stress, mental stress, um, makes one of the things that it does is weaken our immune system. Oh. So if we don't take care of ourselves uh, in terms of stress and so on, then we're going to make ourselves more vulnerable to to COVID and to whatever else is out there. I'm, I am convinced stress played a huge role in my um, breast cancer. Interesting. Yeah, Absolutely. I think there's a lot of things. Absolutely. Do- Dr. Lieberman, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. 
Okay, thank you. That's America's psychiatrist, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Speaking about the mental health days, I think it's interesting because I like to think of myself as an advocate. I've talked about battling depression. Uh, I've done therapy, I've done medicine, variety of things. Been decades, that yeah. I, I and I've I've kind of come to the conclusion that um, it's something I I live with. I you know that yeah, it's a lifelong with. thing. It's, yeah, it's not going to go away. You know that from that standpoint. But even I am hesitant to say, "Gee, I'm having a a, a, a time. I sh- I should take a day off of work." So I'm not even walking the walk. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. A- acknowledging and understanding how serious mental health is. Even I don't think. It's like a valid excuse to not go to work. It's too bad because I think the world, the culture is changing on that. I think people are much more um, ready to, ex- you know, well, accept I don't think our that- boss would, would think oh, it's a no. bad thing. I think it's, she's, it's me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. It's, not, it's not that. But uh, it's you because I think you do still think there's a stigma. Yeah. People and, you know, so it, I I don't know what needs. I think people think you're just like, whatever. You know, you just don't want to go to work today. You know, but there are some days. When yeah. it's really difficult for people and, 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 and things can be very genuine and it can be stress related. It can be anxiety related. It can be depression related. It could be th- other factors impacting. Even, even the study on lonely. It's so sad. Yeah. I, I feel like I wish I could read, but it's hard to know if people are lonely, right? Mm-hmm. They hide that too. Cause I would love to reach out to someone who's lonely. There is that. Hey, have you been to the grocery store lately? Yesterday. How much is cereal going for these days? Five dollars a box. Is that a lot? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, I haven't had, I haven't had uh, Super Sugar Crisp in a while. I'm giving up the Lucky Charms. So I can't do it. Captain Crunch. Oh, my favorite. <sighs> I don't care what it does to the roof of your mouth. I it's know. delicious. Yeah, it is it's delicious. Stays in your teeth for weeks and for weeks. Thank you very much. <laughs> but if you've noticed the price of everything going up, well, you're right. We know that the prices are jumping around right now. Hey, joining us right now is Joel Griffith. And uh, Joel is a research fellow and understands financial regulations a heck of a lot. With the Heritage Foundation, Joel, good good morning to you. Thanks for spending time with us today. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. So it's not just our imagination, right? The price of stuff is going up. Is there a real reason behind this? Um, no, you're, you're right. Inflation, um, the cost of goods, um, has been rising at a faster rate this past year than we've seen in, in, in numerous um, years. Um, so it's not in our imagination. I think, like you mentioned, we, we see it in the gas prices, which have more than doubled recently. And that's a big chunk of a lot of uh, individuals' uh, spending if you've got sure. a car or a truck. But overall, prices are going up across the board. And, in fact, I read a piece the other day talking about rent costs. Rent costs are actually soaring in a number of areas, including in the middle of the country, in Kansas City. I think rent year over year is close to 30% increase. So we are seeing inflation across the economy. There's a number of reasons for it that we can go into, but it is not in our imagination. Things are getting more expensive. Okay, now we need to know why. <laughs> and that, that's, a, that's an excellent question. There, there's a number of reasons. Uh, no, number one, we, we have ha- we've had a, a lot of people that have been able to save a lot of money throughout the pandemic. It hasn't been as much doom and gloom for a lot of people as you hear in the media. Personal mm-hmm. savings hit an all-time high, well over the excess of 20% this past year. And that was because people weren't able, they weren't allowed to go out and actually go shopping. Oh, wow. And in many cases, you had the government printing money borrowing money, and then depositing into people's checking accounts. A lot of that stimulus. money actually was not spent. So-called stimulus at a time 
where it made no sense because people were actually forbidden from engaging in the economy. Well, now people are getting back out there, thankfully, across much of the country. And all this money that was borrowed from future generations or printed, some of that is now being spent. And that is driving up prices at a time when there are many, many people not working because the government is paying them so much to stay home to not work. So you have got a lot of money, new money, newly created money, chasing a limited number of resources. And and inflation really is a direct reflection of how many dollars are chasing a quantity of goods. And we have a lot of dollars now chasing a limited quantity of goods. And those numbers, those costs for those goods now are going up. And speaking of the goods, because I do notice that even as a consumer, there's just not a lot of anything. Is that is that going to change? Is, scarcity? Is, you mean? Yes, scare everything. I mean, from wedding dresses to you know cereal. Is that changing um, at all? Are we get are we getting more? I mean, manufacturing. Well, you know, as everything opens up, are we making more stuff now? Well, we've got a lot of bottlenecks across the world with supply chains. You know, getting our goods a lot. Our, our economies across the globe are interconnected. To go and make an item here or to purchase an item requires things working properly with other factories across the world and uh, and, and shipping. I think a lot of us uh, you know, heard, followed the stories uh, a few weeks ago when we had the big tanker that got stuck in the Suez Canal. And hundreds, hundreds of ships across the world were forced to reroute or were stalled out in, in, the, uh, in, in the Red Sea. They weren't able to move. And things like that uh, can limit the ability for us to get the items we want or for, for our factories to get the inputs that they need. And we've seen a lot of that. Uh, throughout the COVID era because of some of the precautions that were put in place, not just here, but around the world, it's made it difficult to get some key components. And we actually see that in the auto sector now as well, because we need microchips um, to do the processing for these vehicles. And we've seen this impact both Tesla and GM and Ford. So that's a problem as well. And once again, even though that, uh, when, when you, when you have the supply chain disruptions, that too leads to higher prices for those goods. He's Joel Griffith, a research fellow in financial regulations with the Heritage Foundation. So since I got a smarty pants on the phone with me, I do have a question for you. Play this out for me. <laughs> let, let, let's let's look into the, the financial crystal ball. What does this start looking like uh, after summer, you know, fourth quarter? Should I be concerned? Uh, well, you know, a lot of our economic recovery really does vary state state, especially over this past year. I mean, I, I've been uh, traveling uh, quite a bit because um, I'm a free American citizen, and I, I did spend time in New York. I also spent time in Atlanta and Miami, and it is startling the difference uh, in how people are living right now. In states like Georgia that didn't shut down, the economy has been booming. It's actually bigger now than it was prior to the pandemic. And then you've got places like Hawaii, Nevada, New York, California, that are in economic misery for many, for much of the population mm-hmm. uh, anyway. So I do believe that this recovery going forward um, is going to vary um, on the pace of the reopening. Um, states that have more freedom are going to recover more quickly. But then longer term, you're going to see some of these problems that we've seen for decades in some states like California, Illinois, that have very badly run governments. You have seen people leaving those states yep. for years because the cost of living is so high and the tax taxes are so high, your property taxes can be higher than your mortgage payments. And I do believe you're going to see continuation of those trends. And the census numbers that came out this last week show that. It shows the, that yeah. people continue to leave those high-tax, very badly managed states. 
People want economic freedom. They want their kids to be able to choose the schools that they want to go to, whether public or private. And we're going to see a continuation of those trends. Hey, Joel, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. Outstanding. That's Joel Griffith uh, with the Heritage Foundation. I'm not paying $10 for Captain Crunch. I'm telling you that right now. It is delicious. I wouldn't even pay 5 Really? It's got to be two fifty for me to buy it. Yeah, again, I... When you told me that, a, how do you no, not look at the prices? Oh. Because if I want Captain Crunch, I want Captain Crunch. Well, what about the generic brand? In they the do not make oh. a generic yes, you know brand what? of Captain Crunch. Nick, thank that is you. I have forced yeah. my, I forced my children to start to enjoy the Aldi brands, and they did eventually. Some things you is you there have a to generic get. Captain Crunch? Yes, I, you know what? Probably. Yes, there is. There absolutely is. I bought it. I don't need it. I eat the good stuff. But I give it to my kids. They've eaten it. You know what? Maybe you get out, sit down, have a little lunch, little dinner out there. We do this. Get in foodie with Bruce and Judy. I like to think we do this every day at 830, right? And mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd like to think we're either reintroducing people to some of their favorite restaurants that they might have forgotten about or exposing you to ones you didn't even know existed. Sound fantastic. Maybe have a menu that's right up your alley, uh, an ambiance, and you might not even know it exists, right? It's a right? public service we're doing. It's like a public service announcement. And joining us for that public service announcement right now is Michaela Haas. And Michaela is the general manager of the Rose Hotel and the accompanying Thorn Restaurant. And get it? Rose Thorn. I get it. Fantastic. <laughs> Somebody ought to get a raise for that alone, Michaela. As the website says, every rose has its thorn. It does. Thank Ooh, you. Michaela, right. good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with the Rose Hotel a little bit. Explain to me, because because you, you, you run this whole darn thing. Talk to us a little bit about the hotel and then the accompanying restaurant and yeah. lounge, The Thorn. So the Rose Hotel is the only boutique hotel in Rosemont. We opened in 2018, so it's only been two two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a small hotel, but with very personal ser- service. Um, we are right in the heart of the Pearl District. We're the closest hotel to the airport, mm. um, just one mile away. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we, we have not closed through COVID, so that's a great, wow. <laughs> great thing. Yeah. Um, and Thorn Restaurant is it's just a, it's a great little place where you can come in, great, great food, great ambience. Um, so, yeah, we've been open for a couple of years. So it's the Thorn Restaurant and Lounge, and you had me at Lounge. <laughs> Any, yeah, Lounge just appeals to me, but just tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So we have great cocktails. Um, Chef Malloy has really partnered with some of our uh, local breweries and um, some great wineries from here from Illinois. And we have uh, just amazing, you know, Short Fuse Brewery is right here in Schiller Park. We serve some of their their beers. Um, yeah, so it, it's really a fun ambience. We have live music every other Friday. We're planning some great events for this summer. Um, well, just for example, next week for Cinco de Mayo, sure. we're planning a tacos and tequila tasting. Ijuela. So mm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we partner with Código Fifteen Thirty Tequila, and they are amazing. They have um, a tequila rosa which is aged in um, using Cabernet white oak wine barrels. And it is just so great. 
we're going to make this amazing watermelon mint margarita to um, to go with some of our great tacos that we have in our menu. So it's going to be a fun fiesta. <laughs> Judy is salivating as I, you oh speak right now. We're, watermelon. We're talking oh, yeah. to uh, Michaela Haas, the general manager of The Thorn Restaurant and Lounge, located inside the Rose Hotel in Rosemont. Now I see exactly. It's all coming together for me. Like, it takes me a while. But, uh, you know, I, I like mm-hmm. the picture starting to come together like this. So uh, getting back to the to the restaurant a little bit, uh, we serve all day long. How's that work at the, at the Thorn? Yes, we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, open from 6.30 a.m. until 11 at night. And the bar stays a little bit uh, open a little bit later. The kitchen closes at 11. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we serve all day long. We also partner with Uber Eats, DoorDash, and GrabHub. Oh. So we're able to do delivery to the local area. Um, yeah, and we, and we stay very busy. And here at the hotel, of course, you can also order room service. Um, yeah, and next week, to celebrate all the wonderful moms, we are also doing a Mother's Day high tea. Really? So, um, Ooh, how yes. very British of you. I like that. <laughs> high tea for moms. Yes, yes. We're trying to get a little bit back to normal, right? And while we're still having um, our social distancing, the tables are uh, separated and, and everyone's wearing masks. And uh, obviously we have high standards for cleaning. Uh, we wanted to get back to normal and offer something for moms to celebrate this special day. So um, Chef Nick put a great blooming tea high or blooming high tea, I should say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a green tea that you just drop in the hot, in hot water and it blooms right in front of you. Whoa. Within three or four minutes, you see this beautiful flower inside the hot water and you just let it steep. And, and it's just not only delicious, but it's beautiful to see. And then oh, tea my sand- goodness. And then tea sandwiches and everything, the whole thing for high tea. That'd be something really cool to do for mom, wouldn't it? I think that sounds that is, awesome. Looks, the pictures look my fantastic. Would mom would be into that, without a doubt. <laughs> so what is it? I mean, I can only imagine, as not just a, a restaurant, The Thorn, but a hotel, the Rose Hotel, it's been a pretty challenging year, hasn't it? It has. It has. Um, yeah, we've we've never seen anything like this before, of course. It was very unexpected, and, and no one knew it was going to last this long, too. Sure. Um, but in the last few months, we have seen um, some business travelers coming back. Definitely the locals are wanting to get out of their house. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends, and I think we see it throughout all of the hotels, uh, really our occupancy skies up on, on the weekends because all of those locals want to just get out of their house where you're working every day. Yeah, see some <laughs> different just, walls. Uh, Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, we do have a lot of locals that come here on the weekends, but we do see the um, um, business travelers starting to pick up a little bit. That's more. good news, because oh, I was yeah. going to ask you, being so close to the airport, you know, are, are, are we getting those yeah, travelers? And you're what, saying it's yeah. it's starting to happen. That's great news. That's mostly what it Rosemont is. is. But as yeah. you said, you know, Michaela, it's so great that you have, you know, residents who haven't been to Rosemont, you need to go. It's like a little city in itself i mean anything you want to do you can do in rosemont and i had no idea you had a boutique hotel that's news to me i mean that just completes the picture hotels shopping you know bars restaurants ice skating skydiving i mean anything you want to do yeah Yeah, baseball field it's a great place to visit you sold me yeah i know right (laughs) bruce is moving there (laughs) and high tea i mean come on (laughs) 
Exactly. Yes. And we're, and we're close to all of that too. We're walking distance to everything. We have a shuttle that runs to the local area if you don't want to walk, but across the street from us is Impact Field. We have the fashion artists of Chicago for great deals and shopping. Um, you have movie theater, you have bowling, you have um, indoor skydiving. You're right. Everything is just within minutes of our hotel. Uh, it's a great place to just escape from the everyday life. Michaela, it was great talking to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. We uh, wish you the best at the Rose Hotel and the Thorn Restaurant and Lounge. All right? I, I love boutique hotels. I, I do, too. Now, they're a lot of fun them. to stay at. Yes. They are, and because they're, they're all very unique. Because, listen... Look, and they have uh, the best food. I've spent plenty of time at Days Inn and La Quinta's, okay? <laughs> yeah. There's no difference. Well, You're not getting a blooming tea flower there. There's no, but you know, you <laughs> could stay in one in Arkansas or stay in one in Sonoma, and they look the same. It's Probably just, the same pillow. I swear yeah. to goodness, they just buy everything in bulk, right? The same GM comes out. Hello, welcome yeah, to our hotel. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. So uh, we wish uh, them the best of luck. We call this part of the show when we talk to restaurants. Getting foodie with Bruce and Judy. And I think that's great. Not only is the business traveling coming back, which is obviously something that it's a real sign of where we are, but think about all the locals, you know, right. heading, there, tell heading you, there for the rose. Mother's Day, I am like IT. torn. There is so, There's so I, many great things. To we've do. had so many great, you know, uh, restaurants on. I, I keep sending my son links. Now I'm going to have to send him this well, one. Well, if only you didn't trash talk your kids on the radio all the time. <laughs> Maybe one of them would want to take you listen. out. Don't, don't worry listen. about that. No. Are you sure? Gosh, no. Does Luke know he's not the favorite? Does he does he know that yet? I, I never said that. Oh yes, he did. Come no, on, I'm not, I have Come no favorites. Right? I love my children obviously. equally, right, but maybe differently. You say so. If you say so.